each and every one of you. Thank you so very much for joining with me today here on February 22nd, year of our Lord, 2024. And you want to know what I like about that song that we just listened to the best? Is it says, teach me to abide. It says, teach me to abide, which is what we are literally doing Every day, we are learning from God every single day. So when we ask God, teach me, that's exactly what he's doing every day. Teach me to abide. Today, I am abiding better than I did yesterday. And I pray that tomorrow, I'll abide better than I did today. And that is because we are always asking through prayer for God to teach us, for God to show us things that are his secrets of life, his secrets of salvation, which is all meant for you to receive as a free gift. It's pretty incredible. Thank you for being here today. I titled today's show, I Know God's Will. I know God's will for me, and I know God's will for you. And I'm going to ask that each and every one of you take this time and actually share to your social media uh, platforms. It really does help. When everybody pitches in and does this, and everybody says, you know what, I'm going to take two minutes right now, and I'm going to take this link, or I'm going to share from this app, and I'm going to get it to my other social media platforms without fear because this is spreading the Lord's word It does help. So please do that first. And while we're getting there, I just want to kind of, I want to kind of start out the show by saying this. All of you, myself included, which I already have, but I pray that all of you can do it as well. All of you need to stop saying this prayer. You ready? God, what is your will for me? What is your will for me, Lord? What have you established for me? Tell me what it is. Reveal it to me so that I can become who I was created to be. That prayer can stop today. By the grace of God, that prayer can stop today because I have the answer. You know the answer. But sometimes the answer is staring us right in the face. Sometimes the answer to everything is right under our noses and we just don't see it. We pass it by. We gloss over it. I'd like to ask all of you in the chat, now that you're back from sharing to your social media platforms. T. Mitchell, I said, stop praying that prayer. Okay? 
Because you don't have to ask that question. We know the answer. Good morning, J.A. Fish. Good morning, Purple Snowflake. Good morning, Meemaw Becky. Good morning, Patriot1776. Good morning, Ray Friesen. Good morning, Cat352. Good morning, Caramore. Rockin' Robbins, God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Lifelike is in the building. Wayne is here. Fun Mon is here. Majogo is here. Patty, hello. How are you? Good to see you. Well, that's the good news, isn't it? Every time we're talking about the gospel, every time we're talking about God's will, it is the good news. And who wouldn't want to share that? I'd like to know how many of you Oh, it's Rockin' Robin's birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Robin. Happy birthday to you. And many more, right? Kara Moore said yesterday's surgery went perfectly. Thank you for your prayers. They were felt and they were answered. And they were answered as soon as the prayer was done. That definitely is God's will, isn't it? All right. I need a show of hands. How many of you have prayed or still continuously pray today for God to show you his will for you? Now, we're going to go to the Rumble chat. And this is something that a lot of people have prayed. I've prayed myself. God, can you reveal to me your will? What will you have me do? What is it that you want of me to do today? I've prayed it a million times. How many of you pray that prayer? Let's see. Let's go to the Rumble chat. Kalia says, yes, Kalia, I got your message, by the way. I got it yesterday. Thank you very much. We'll get on that today. SAS 64, how are you? Thank you very much. I love all the birthday. I try to pray to God to use me for his will. But have you asked what what his will is for you? Jacob's fan said, I have. And I asked daily, said CQ. Well, today we're going to stop asking that question, uh, CQ. Meemaw Becky says, yes, I have. Leslie says, yep, me. L.M. Burkowski, me. El Dooley, me. I ask daily, said Race Mom. I do sometimes, many times a day. I don't say that, said W. Wilson. I just ask him to guide me in his way. Amazing. I was told in church to say, thy will be done. Well, that is what Jesus said, right? Thy will be done. I ask for guidance. He has shown me. I have. I didn't even pray, and he showed me about an hour ago. Thanks to a brother in Christ. I do not just always ask to remain on the path. Good. Okay, perfect. So we have a mix of people who do. I just pray, God, let your will be done. And there's a lot of people that say, God, what is your will for me? Well, today, if you're one of those people that say, God, please reveal your will to me. You don't have to do that. Not because you're not entitled to that information. Because that information already exists. 
Now, a lot of people think of God's will as an occupation. What is it for you? Like, like an order, like, a, like, a, like you go to work and you're looking for your, your, your daily tasks. What is it that your boss wants you to do today? That is not the same. We can't be, we cannot be treating God like that. God's will is not an occupation. God does not want us to focus on his will, our will. God only wants us to focus on him in our hearts. That's what he wants us to do. He just wants us to be open to him in our hearts. He wants us to seek him. That's the will right there. That's the will. And when you do that, he reveals what his will is for you. And we're going to get into that in scripture after we go to prayer today. But while we're getting ready for prayer, and while all these people, these great, great God-fearing people are coming in, in order to get the word of God, in order to fulfill their spirit today, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, but I want you to remember that. God's will is not an occupation. It's not an assignment that you're looking for today. It's not a specific achievement. He only wants you to seek him with your heart fully. I want to know you more. And through that, through the word of God, he actually reveals what his will is for you. So think about that. Okay? All right. Lord and Heavenly Father, what a wonderful, wonderful, blessed day today is. This is the day that you have made, as was yesterday and as will be tomorrow. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. That right there, that specific statement that I just made, let us rejoice and be glad in it, is going to be so comparable and reminiscent of the verse that you've shown for me today, that you've revealed to me today in order to pass on to these wonderful children of God, this great faith-based congregation that you bring together every day on this Rise Up Godcast. Thank you so very much. You're such a good dad. You're such a good father. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for revealing your eternal, heavenly, undeserved will to us for those who receive your word, for those who seek your guidance, for those who put all trust in you. We don't have to ask what your will is for us if we have full trust in the Lord. And being a Christian, part of being a Christian is that we must have full trust in you. So I don't need to ask you what your will is for me. I don't need to know the answer to that. I just need to know that you are with me today, and that's it, and you are. So thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Folks, I, I hope you can see, I hope you can see not the happiness that I have in my heart, but the joy that I have in my spirit right now. And what we're going to do is we are going to go to the verse of the day today. Please open up your Bibles, and I'll go there with you. Please open up your Bibles 
to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Okay? Now, if you've got a Bible app, go ahead and pull it up right now. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Kalia says, I see it. Thank you. And by the way, my mom feels this way as well, which is really great. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, and I want you to go to chapter 16. I mean, verse 16, excuse me. Chapter 5, verse 16. Hi, Bernadette. You made it just in time here. Love you. God bless. All right, here we go. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 16, always be joyful. By the way, this is God's will. If you wanted to know what God's will is for you, and you've asked him before in your past many times, God, what is your will for me? It's right here. It's right on this page right here. Now, you may have a different version that's okay. Always be joyful. That's number one. How do you do that? You seek, you seek God. You don't ask what he wants you to do. You don't ask for your assignment for the day. You just say, are you with me today? Yes, I can feel you. I love you. That's it. Part two. Pray regularly. Praying is your conversation with your father. That is your way to speak to your God, to your creator, to your dad, to your father. So always be joyful. This is God's will for you. Always be joyful. Pray regularly. In everything, that means literally good, bad, Ugly, catastrophic, devastating, amazing, beautiful, whatever action word that you want to use to describe there, this says, in everything, give thanks. So, part one, always be joyful. Always. That doesn't mean when things are great. God didn't say uh, when you get paid. God didn't say when you get a raise. God didn't say... When you get a new car, God didn't say when you found a new church, God didn't say any of that. God says, always be joyful, always pray regularly, talk to him and in everything, give thanks. So the good, the bad, the ugly, when you find out you get lung cancer, give thanks because you found out you could, you could have, you could have not found out and then died suddenly, right? Give thanks. When you find out that you are getting fired. Why am I getting fired? What did I do? We've got to let you go. I've been good. I've been, I've been here every day. I've not missed a day. What do you mean you've got to let me go? We've got to let you go. Sorry. Be glad in it. Why? 
Because here's what's happening right now. If you are a child of God, if you are a soldier and a child and obedient to God, ladies and gentlemen, then you have to know that the reason, not maybe the reason, but the good thing, the blessing out of getting fired is that God might be keeping you from something that would be far more catastrophic or that you can't handle physically or spiritually or emotionally. You don't know because you don't have foresight. You only have hindsight. God is in your tomorrow. So when this says in 1 Thessalonians 5.16, always be joyful, pray regularly, and in everything give thanks, that's talking about everything. Now somebody said thank you for telling them about the complete Jewish Bible. They can't put it down. Me neither. The complete Jewish Bible for me right now is such a great, great source. Uh, It it just, it feels different reading it uh, now than it would have three years ago. In everything, give thanks for this is what God wants from you. For this is what God wants for you. That means that's God's will for you. That's it. That is God's will for you. His will for you is to always be joyful, always give thanks, always be praying in every situation. That's it. There's the answer. You don't have to ever pray that prayer ever again. You never have to drop to your knees ever again and say, God, what is your will for me? That's only going to bring annoyance if it's not revealed to you. That's only going to make you feel... Like he's not listening if you're not getting the answer. Because the answer is here. In the Bible. Now, you can find that answer in many different places in the Bible. But I chose 1 Thessalonians to get that. In everything, give thanks for this is what God wants from you. Who are united with Messiah Yeshua. So God tells you what you need to do, when you need to do it, how often you need to do it, and who he's referring to. The who is those who are united with Messiah Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth, Emmanuel. His only begotten son. So now we have the answer. No longer do you need to pray to God and ask, what is your will for me? Because you have the answer. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it great how he reveals information to us? So I thought to myself, God wants us to always be joyful. That means God wants us to, uh, Patriot said, is the complete Jewish Bible in the store, Jeremy, or no? No, it's, I mean, not in our store, but you can go online and order it anywhere. So I thought, I got to thinking about that. I got to thinking about always being joyful, always dancing, always praying, always worshiping, always having a good time. And I remembered a song that makes me feel that way. Now, this is not even a Christian worship song, but I figured, you know what? Since I've got such a big smile on my face this morning, 
Since so many of you have got a big smile on your face from what was just revealed to you this morning, since joy is streaming through this show into each one of your living rooms, into each one of your workplaces right now, I figured why not have a little happiness, a little dancing, a little worship for the Lord by doing this. Ready? Go ahead. That's fun, right? That's fun. Good music like that. Uh, Joy is found in God and is portable. Take it with you. That's right. My grandson loves this, says Caramore. Carla says, I'm dancing. Kittenhead says, I'm dancing. You got all these people throwing up dancing emojis. Sue says, I'm dancing. CQ says, that song always puts a smile on my face. Oh, yes, says, love it. Yeah. Well, I Ruth is dancing. Come on, Ruth. Get up off the couch. If you're home and you got your coffee, yeah. dance with your coffee. You don't waste your time. Here's why. I got no, no, I got no problem I'm with this. Gotta love it, ladies and gentlemen. Clap along, clap along. This is the kind of stuff that I like to do every morning. I like to get up. Like a lot of people in my house are not morning people, right? I'm a morning person. Like I jump out of bed 5.30 a.m. and I'm like, what can we do? Can we dance? Can we put on some music? What do we, what do we got going on today? Uh, make some coffee, cook up some breakfast, bacon and eggs, smell through the house, worship music playing, scripture flying everywhere. That's the kind of morning I love. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of morning that I love to have. And it really sets the tone for the whole day. And if God tells us that he always wants us to be joyful, then why aren't we doing this every day? Why aren't we listening to that every morning? Why aren't we listening to great uplifting worship music every morning? And heck, there's uplifting music that's not even worship music like that, that you can listen to, but think of God when you're listening to it. How about Bob Marley? Three little birds on my doorstep singing sweet songs of melodies pure and true this is my message to you saying don't worry right about a thing you grab that coffee and you go because every little thing is gonna be all right i just that's the kind of that's the kind of life we should have every day we should get up we should grab our bible We should go to, well, first we should pray, give thanks and give a smile, grab our Bible, 
go downstairs, get that coffee brewing, get that music going, and start our worship to God. And I can tell you, that's what God's will is for you. That's what he wants us to do. And he wants us to pray to him, to talk to him, and be thankful even when the bad stuff comes, as hard as it is. As hard as it is. So, Bad Moon says, don't worry, be happy. Amen. Mary says, do you like old albums, Jeremy and Eli? Funny you say that. I bought my wife for Christmas an old record player with a bunch of actual vinyls. And we've been listening to them. We love that raw sound of the vinyls. We just, I actually really, really, really enjoy uh, actual vinyls and albums. Yeah, very much so. Um, Majogo says, that would make me happy too. Someone happy like you in the morning, Jeremy? Well, it doesn't make all my family happy. (laughs) I'm actually pretty, uh, they actually get pretty annoyed with me. But one day, one day they'll look back on it and they'll say, man, dad, dad was awesome. Dad was, I wish I had a morning like dad did, right? Um, Understanding the 66 books of the Bible. Let's read from 1 Thessalonians about what we just read from. Now we read from Paul. That is Paul who penned that, obviously. I guess it's not obvious to everybody. Um, What is the name of that song? That song's called Happy by Pharrell Williams. Jeremy's an old soul, so that doesn't surprise me. I am an old soul. I I should have been born in 1950. I really believe that. All right. What if no one had a copy of the New Testament in your congregation, nor had any ever even heard of one? Think of that for a minute. Think of that. What if no one had a copy of the New Testament in your congregation, nor had anybody even ever heard of it? That was a problem in the early church. When Paul evangelized to the Macedonian city of Thessalonica, for example, few if any New Testament writings were available. When we face questions or problems today, we open our New Testaments, but the young Christians in Thessalonica didn't yet have this inspired resource. That is why Paul wrote to them. And in doing so, he contributed one of our favorite books of the New Testament. The Thessalonians were especially confused about the timing of the Lord's return. When Paul had been among them, he had taught about the second coming. But persecution had driven him out of town before he could say, all that he wanted to say to them. From a subsequent report, Paul learned that the church was confused. Has Christ already returned? Could he return in our lifetime? What about our loved ones who have died believing in Christ? Will we see them again? All the same questions you still have, a lot of people still have today. In 1 Thessalonians, and again in 2 Thessalonians, Paul addressed those questions and outlined the events connected with the rapture of the church. Who's rapture ready? How many of you are rapture ready? By the way, let's do our best to get to 1,800 live viewers and 500 live rumbles. Help me do that, okay? Help God do that. He exhorts us to preserve Uh, to persevere with holiness and expectancy as we wait. His coming, 
Since we don't know the precise moment of the Lord's return, it could be any moment. As those who belong to Christ, we should watch for his coming, and while waiting, we should live faithfully, righteously, and productively for his glory. Amazing. Amazing. Those people did not have a New Testament like we do. And that was what Paul was trying to give to them. That information directly inspired by God. And by the way, and maybe we'll cover this tomorrow. A lot of people think that the word Christian is not used in the Bible. There are three different locations in which the word Christian is used. And it's first used, ladies and gentlemen, by Paul. And then later in 1 Peter. So the word Christian is used for the young people in Christ. We are baby Christ-like people. That's why we are Christians. We are learning. We are growing up in hopes to be, when we grow up spiritually, like Christ. That is what the early Christian thought of themselves. Babies in the gospel. And the word Christian is used three times in the Bible. A lot of people say that it's not in there. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. One minute prayer for dads. Dr. Goat Kisses, Jeremy, not soft. You saw my message. My names are unlocked except for Dr. Sauce Morton, uh, Norton. Can you unblock that one as well, please? Eli, can you do that for me? Go to uh, Dr. Sauce Norton and unmute him on that one. Doing that for you right now. Yes, Eileen Jimenez, you nailed it. The first place the word Christian was used was in Antioch, which is today's Turkey. You nailed it. 100%. Please open up your pages uh, to page 83 on your one-minute prayer for dads, if you have them. I greatly, uh, from 2 John 1-4, walking in truth, I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. Teaching our kids the truth and how to walk in it is part of our assignment as dads. To do that, we must ourselves walk in the truth of God's word. We teach truth by modeling truth, not by telling truth, by modeling the truth. Lord, all parents want their children to walk in the truth. You sure do, and so do I. The kids today are exposed to so many lies in our culture as they subtly accept these lies as truth. Their paths go crooked, and they might never end up at their rightful goal. God help the kids, all of the next generation, but especially mine, I, like the Apostle John, will rejoice greatly to know that my children are walking in the truth of your word 
and finding a straight path for their young feet. Amen. I want to tell you a sad story, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, uh, you might think after this story, how could it be possible to be so joyful this morning? Because last night I was very sad. Last night I went to bed very, very sad as a father. And only through prayer and talking with my father in heaven did I come out of that slump and wake up in a good, joyful mood this morning. My son, Jaden, has aspirations to be a major league soccer player. And he's got the skill to do it. He's got the skill to do it and the talent. He does. But he won't listen to me. He only wants to listen to people that aren't me that are basically failures in their own journey in trying to do what he's trying to do. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't listen to any advice and any information that he can get that he can soak in. But my son is at that age where my dad doesn't know anything. Leave me alone. Right? I can do this myself. Okay? So last night was opening day of Major League Soccer here in America. And Lionel Messi, who is arguably the greatest soccer player of all time. Uh, my son and I have difference of opinion on that one as well. Uh, I mean, as, as it goes as far as that, but he's here now playing in Miami. So soccer in America is really big right now. It's bigger than it's ever been. And last night uh, was the kickoff for the season. And I put it on my calendar and I saved it on the TV and I bought some snacks and I was so excited to sit down with my son last night and watch the kickoff to soccer season. And I said, hey man, the soccer game is tonight. I said, it's at eight o'clock. So at 6.30, my daughter went up and told him, hey, the pregame is on. And he said, okay, who's playing? So I told her, she was relaying messages. So the game started and he didn't come down. Halfway through the first half, still didn't see him. Halftime came. I walked over by the steps and I was going to go upstairs. And I was going to say, hey, the game is on, man. Are you going to come down? So I was really excited to sit down with my son and watch the game. But as I got to the stairs, something said, well, if you go up there and he doesn't want to come down, you're just going to obligate him to come down. And then he's going to come down and not want to watch the game with you. And I just had some fear kick in, I guess. So I said, I'm not going to go do that. If he doesn't want to hang out with me, he doesn't want to hang out with me. Now, I'm pretty close with my kids, so this is kind of bothering me, right? So then the whole game goes by, nothing. So finally, I get ready to go to bed last night, and I walked up, and I knocked on the door. I opened the door, and I said, he's got his TV on, watching TV. I said, hey, man, how come he didn't come down and watch the game? I didn't know what time it was. I said, your sister came up and told you the pregame was on, so, you know. Pretty clear, it's on. Oh, nobody came back up and got me. Coming to find out, just didn't want to watch it with me. It's all right. But I want to... um, I don't have it saved anymore. But I I, I saw something this morning that... uh, 
that said when a child is when you're when a kid is five, my daddy knows everything. When a child is six, my dad knows. When a child is ten, I wonder if my dad knows anything he's talking about. When a child is fourteen, my dad's crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I know more than he does. When a child is twenty eighteen, dad, get away from me. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know my life. Leave me alone. When a child is 30, hmm, maybe my dad did know what he was talking about with some of those things. When a child is 40, wow, my dad sure knew a lot about a lot. How did he get through life? But then when that guy is 50, why, where was my dad when I needed him to teach me all this stuff? So, I went to bed last night, very sad, because I thought he was excited to watch the game with me. Turns out he wasn't. So anyway, long story short, I went to bed very sad, and I talked to God, and I woke up, and I was very, very, very joyful and thankful. Because I'll learn something from this, and hopefully he will too. So, being a parent is difficult. And you're even going to get rejected by your children when they're still children. But you still have to lead by example. You still have to show joy. And you still have to have a conversation with your children and not just let it die and sweep it under the rug. So, I, uh, I got a couple videos here that I'd like to go through if I could this morning. <clears throat> You guys have heard the news reports of, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg and other billionaires building bunkers. And I saw this video from this, uh, from this gentleman who was talking about their little bunkers that they're building and had something very interesting to say about it. And I thought that I'd save the video for you today. I was asked what I think about the billionaires who are building bunkers. I mean, should we be concerned? My first thought is, where do they think they're going to hide? I mean, the Bible gives us very clear insight on this. Revelation 6 tells us of a day when the sky will vanish like a scroll that is being rolled up. Every mountain and island will be removed. Then all the most powerful ones will be hiding themselves in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. It says they will be begging boulders to fall on them, to hide them from the face of him who's seated on the throne. So what are these people hiding from? Well, ultimately they're hiding from Christ because his wrath is coming. And it will be so terrifying that people will be begging boulders to fall on them and kill them instead of facing Christ. I mean, just imagine that. So the wicked can have their time, but that time is limited. Eventually, they will face what's coming. And when Jesus returns, every celebrity will be nameless. Every gazillionaire will be penniless. Every politician will be powerless. Mm. So they can build their bunkers, but their bunkers won't save them. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ will. So my message to the billionaires that will be hiding in bunkers is, repent and believe in Jesus today. I was at- Wow. Pretty powerful stuff, huh? Repent 
and believe in Jesus today. Your bunkers are not going to save you from whatever you're hiding from. Nothing will stop what's coming. That is why we always preach, make sure your oil lamp is always lit and make sure that your bag is always packed because you need to be rapture ready at all times. At all times. Now, a lot of people have been asking me, are you going to come out with a new song soon? I'm actually writing a song called Rapture Ready right now. Um, Still working on it. Songs are weird. You have an idea for a song, you might not actually even do it for a year uh, because it's inspired. It's kind of like, you know, God using your talents and inspiring you at his time during his will. But I do have a song called Rapture Ready that I'm working on. Um, Because I'm rapture ready and I'm on my way. Rapture ready, Jesus come today. Come and meet me on high so I can finally leave this place. And you don't even have to tell me twice I didn't pack one bag on this one-way flight and I'm rapture ready and I got a date with Jesus today. So I think I'm going to get Dave Bray to sing that with me and work on a new song. Kind of working on that and a couple others, but you know, uh, you know, duty calls with other things. So I guess we'll write that when I'm inspired to write that. You know what I mean? Um, Thank you for the shares. I appreciate you guys all. And just another thing on parenting as we get ready to show you this next video. Uh, Another thing on parenting is if it's hard for us to be a parent to our children and it hurts us to the core when our children reject us, imagine, imagine what it feels like for God when we as his children do the same thing but on a much higher level. Imagine everything that you feel as a parent, all of your frustration, all of your rejection, All that feeling that you get, imagine what God feels when you do it to him. Just saying. Thank you for the uh, kind words on the song. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. I, I, I don't want it to be country, but I want it to be like, um, you know, like, like a light rock rap mix, like David Bray and I always do. Um, so I sent him the lyrics, and he said he's going to work on it. Um... It does take a long time. You're right. It takes a long time to write music. Uh, and especially when you don't write it. <laughs> like I don't write. I just remember. I just come up with it and remember it. So I got to make sure I remember it forever. Sometimes I'll take a video of me doing it just so I have it archived while I my mind deals with a billion other things. Um, but yeah, just remember that. If you feel that way, imagine how God feels when you do it to him. Now, that's exactly right. Eileen, that's exactly right. Hip-hop, stop making me cry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can't can't watch scores too few and far between to stay interesting. Oh, you're talking about soccer. 
Oh, you mean like football? That you mean like how little football, American football scores? That's funny. A lot of people say that because they're like, well, they only they only score like three to one. Well, football only scores like 21 to 14, 21 to seven. It's just that their points are worth seven points and three points, not just one. So they actually score as often as football players do, really. Regular football players, American football players. Um, but it's a lot more fast-paced. It's not, not a lot of stopping like in American football. Huddling, all that, the commercial breaks. It is constant right through. That's what I like about it. But I get what you're saying. Um, Teffy, can you please check your Instagram messages? I really need help with my son's cancer treatments, please. And hello, uh, LFA. Yeah, I will check them. You got to understand, I get hundreds of thousands of messages everywhere. And so I, it's, I, I, I'll answer a few a day, but I will look for it. Uh, hopefully you have the same name. And yes, I'm fe- I feel very bad um, for what your son is going through. Definitely. Is it the same name, Teffy, on Instagram? I will, I'll search and look. And we'll pray for what, what's going on uh, for your family. Um, so you guys know the uh, shroud of, what is it, Turek? Shroud of t- uh, tunic? Um, no, no, if I'm getting that last word right. But you know the, the shroud that apparently had Jesus' face like basically imprinted on it. Well, this, this artist uh, used this program that he has, and he took that shroud, that image of Jesus' face on that shroud that they found a couple decades ago, and actually drew what Jesus would look like using that shroud. This is really, really wonderful. And I'll play it twice because it's relatively quick. Check this out. What did Jesus look like based on the shroud of Turin? that right there look at that folks just look at that according to the shroud of turin turan i don't know i know i get that wrong but the shroud of turin this is a uh a computer image using the most latest up-to-date software uh to create this is what it he would have looked like according to that Now, when I look at this, I'm keeping this on the screen. I want you to see this. I want you to do what I did. When I first watched this, I stared in the eyes of Jesus for a long time. I want you to do the same thing here. And you know, if that shroud is accurate, that this computer program basically put the closest possible depiction of Jesus that we that we could ever have and when you're looking in his eyes right now you feel it don't you you feel the love and the and the peace that I felt I felt peace I just felt like I knew it I knew it and this is exactly what I expect him to look like 
Bad Moon says, nah, man, Jesus was black. Well, no, Jesus was that color if he was from, if he was from Jerusalem. If he was from that region, he was that color. <laughs> I love how people, oh, Jesus wasn't white. He was black. He was, no, he was probably a mixture of, he was more olive, you know, like Jewish people are. But just an awesome, awesome picture. Interesting, Jeremy. Been asking the Lord more about the next course of action in his will. Praying, seeking, examining. Awesome today. Looking at number 2307. Awesome. Jay Gizme said, yes, my soul is smiling. Looks like the image on the rise up bottom lower thirds. It sure does. Let's take a look at it again. Boom. Boom. Very close, huh? I guess the lower third maybe looks like a little bit more of an Americanized version, but very, very, very close. That's for sure. Amazing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you for being here today. I want to uh, quickly talk about Trumpet.com. Trumpet.com is the only other weekday news program that actually gives you the news with a Bible-based foundation and from a godly point of view first, putting God first place. And I really, really, really enjoy um, Stephen Flurry at 9 p.m. here on uh, LFA TV. And you can also go to trumpetdaily.com. That is trumpetdaily.com. And you can sign up for their newsletter and you can get physical copies of things in the mail, books, newsletter magazines, and much, much more from Stephen Flurry and Trumpet Daily. Also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that we have shows here from 7 a.m., starting with a money market show with Pete Santilli and special guests. Big shout out to Chris Green and Julie Green. God bless each and every one of you. Make sure you stay tuned for Mike Crispy and Unafraid. Coming up next with producer Frankie, and i just like to say thank you guys. Make sure you guys keep God Always a priority. Always pray and always be joyful like we talked about this morning. And uh, God will reveal his will to you. You don't have to ask for it. That's all he wants you to do. Depend on him and ask him how to abide. I love you guys. God bless you. Keep rising up and I'll see you tomorrow morning. Actually, I'll see you at 11 o'clock if you stay tuned for two hours alive from America. But I'll see you tomorrow on Rise Up. God bless, guys. See you later. Oh, I depend on you. You're the way, the truth, and the life. You're the well that never runs dry. I'm the branch, and you are the vine. Draw me close and teach me to abide. I'm falling I deep in-